Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano, and thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. Here we are, August 24th, and there's one more Wednesday left in the month of August. I'll be talking to you one more time this month, and then we're into the month of September. Today's episode is brought to you by OneToManySystem.com. As I've said before, this is a system that can completely transform your business over the long haul, and it's the only thing that I can confidently say will work for just about all of you. I'd say 99% of you listening to this podcast today. The reason is simple. Most systems don't give you enough space to adjust for the specifics of your own business, and this does. Also, most systems that are scalable involve a lot of moving parts, a lot of oversight, a lot of energy to maintain. And again, this doesn't. This is what I've been teaching my clients for about a year and a half now, going on two years, and everything is covered from getting your message straight, getting clarity, creating a webinar or video presentation, and setting up the automation for your marketing process. Also, you can have this completely done for you. Go ahead and watch the complete presentation at OneToManySystem.com. It's just under an hour, but it's definitely worth your time. And at the conclusion, take advantage of a free time-limited offer to get started with it. All right, so I have a lot on my mind I want to share with all of you today. I want to talk a little bit about the future and what kind of future you hope to have. You know, I can still visualize this time with clarity. I'm going back to the time when I was graduating high school. And in this picture, I still have it in my mind. I was sitting in the classroom at the time. This was after graduation. The way I remember it, matter of fact, I had to contact a few of my friends today just to get clear how the order of events went. More or less for myself, not so much for the podcast that I'm talking about it now, but I said, do we have a graduation ceremony and then go back to the classroom and kind of sit around, or how did that work? Or for some reason, I remember going to a celebration immediately afterward or some kind of a party, and it's a little foggy right now, but from what I can gather, what happened is we graduated and then officially on the school year calendar, there were a few more days left. So we more or less showed up, we went to the classes and we just basically socialized for one or two more days and then that was it. The summer months began, we went into the summer break and that was it. We were done with our high school education. But I remember that last time I was in the class, knowing that in this particular classroom, this is where I took a, a snapshot. I looked around and I made some predictions about where I would be in the future and what life might look like. I thought about where I would be a year from then or three years or five years after the graduation. I looked around and I thought to myself, I wonder if I'm just being overly introspective. I wonder if anybody else is thinking this way, but I was just thinking about, wow, what would the future look like and would I be able to predict it accurately? Sitting there in that classroom many years ago. And of course, you know, I was glad that I was never going to be back there again. I really didn't enjoy my school years. And the older I got, the less I enjoyed being there. I just didn't like the whole 
general experience. I'll just leave it at that. But again, I found myself wondering, sitting there wondering where I would be, let's say five years down the line. What would life be like in the real world? That's how I thought about it back then. And now looking back, I wasn't really sure what I wanted the future to look like. Matter of fact, I think part of me just thought that the future would happen like a ride that was sort of pre-planned. And I was just sitting there going through these experiences that I had maybe a little bit control over, but maybe not a whole lot or as much as I wanted to. I know there were certain things that I wanted. I was a teenager. And of course, when you're a teenager, usually relationships are important to you. You you don't want to be alone. Let's just put it that way. And I was hoping that I'd have a good relationship over the next few years. I was hoping that I'd be making some money, but there was no details besides going to college and then just experiencing life as it came at me. Now, when I went to college, college taught me discipline. I hate to say this, but my college education was outdated probably within a year or two after leaving it. And that's the thing about the future. The future will bring us things that are impossible to anticipate. It will present us with opportunities that in our, even in our dreams, we can't anticipate what it would be like to maybe be presented with that kind of opportunity or see that kind of a chance or open door before us. And of course, it will also present us with challenges that we didn't anticipate and things going wrong that we, for one reason or another, just assume wouldn't go wrong. So when you look at the future from that respect, from that perspective, then you think to yourself, well, how much control do I really have? I think the bottom line to it is you have the control that you have. And yes, it's not 100%, but what you do certainly does make a difference. The choices that you make do matter. And so looking back at the time as a teenager, I think that I was more after a feeling than anything else. I'm talking about the feeling of fulfillment. I wanted the work that I pursued to be fulfilling. And I wanted that happy feeling that you get from doing something that you're good at. And I have to say that with the passing of time, and I talk to the people around me, I don't think that ever really changes. I think the thing is that a lot of people really aren't sure what type of activity will bring them that kind of fulfillment. And they feel maybe uncertain how they're ever going to find what that is. And as a result, they're kind of unhappy and they're doing things for reasons that they'd rather not be doing them for. Now, the problem was, looking back, if I had a problem, and I'm sharing this with you, not just to share a little bit of my backstory, but because I think a lot of you will identify with this, I wasn't clear on what it was. In other words, the problem was, I was after certain experiences, slash fulfillment, happy feeling, but I wasn't clear on exactly how to define that. I knew there were a few things that fit into place, my skill and interest, but I didn't have a clear path to follow. Now, here's the thing. I've talked to people who've known exactly what they've wanted from a very young place in life. A friend of mine I know wanted to be an attorney. He told me from the time he was about seven years old. He went after that. He became that. He became one of the top in his area practice in New York. You know, he has, he's enjoying the fruits of his labor today. But that's not how it works for most people. If you want something and you're super clear on what it is that you want, there is a positive force 
that almost pulls you towards it as it did my friend. So we might call that the goal or destination. And a lot of us really don't have a goal or destination. We just want the benefits that come with having reached the goal or destination. So for myself, again, there were things that I enjoyed. I didn't have anything that I really loved. I didn't have anything that I was really passionate about. And so I fit into the second category that most people fit into. Maybe you do too. And most people feel that they need a good to decent paying job, but for different reasons. Not because they love that job or they're passionate about that job, but they don't want to end up broke or on the street, right? Because it's not just about not having enough money. It's about what the result of not having the money, how that actually plays out. Yeah, you don't want to end up on the street or maybe it's not that bad, but you don't want to get your car repossessed or you don't want to get the electricity turned off. And so there's all these negative things that are pushing you to do whatever it is that you're doing, or the motivation is more negative than positive. The idea of success is more so not so that you can enjoy this fulfillment, not so that you can be happy, or not so that you can say you've achieved this goal or climb this mountain. It's more so so that you don't get eaten alive by life, so you don't end up on the street broke and destitute and alone. So those are the things I think that push people more than anything else. They're driven from behind by things that are more or less chasing them. And they want to put some distance between themselves and those negative experiences. Most people, I'm more convinced of this today than ever before, are fear driven, but they don't look at it as fear. It's the kind of fear we don't uh, generally recognize as fear. Instead, we have other labels that are maybe a little more palatable, like worry. How often in Do you hear people say, well, I'm just a little concerned or worried, and it turns out that whatever it is they're worried about, that consumes most of their thinking in their waking hours. I remember one time I was, again, I was being pushed by negative things more than I was being pulled towards something positive. I was driving this old car, and it kept breaking down, and so I remember that there was, the tires were wearing, and I thought to myself, I need to buy new tires, but I didn't have the money at the time. Now, what do I have to do to avoid a tire blowing out? How much time do I have to put enough money aside to get these tires replaced? And so if you've been in that mode for a while, that can eventually play out to become a life. I hate to say it, but, you know, we look at these things again, and not so much as the things we fear, but we use other labels to kind of get away with it. Nobody wants to say I'm fearful, but yet isn't that exactly what worry is? Isn't that really what anxiety is? Isn't that what dread is? All negative things. So you do what you do to avoid experiencing something negative from happening in your life. And that is the driving force. It is the worst driving force. And I really believe that's the reason why so many people are depressed today because they're not moving towards something that is positive, that's pulling them. This is, I guess, what you might call the life is a bitch and then you die school of thought. And more people than not, belong to this school of thought today. However, there's another school of thought or belief that's built upon a positive, hopeful foundation. And with this approach, we desire something and we have a hope and a dream that pulls us in that direction. Now, here's the issue a lot of people face. The end result is the hope or the motivator that gets us moving every single day. Because 
Whatever we have right now in our lives is a result of the work that we did yesterday. Or you might say the opposite of that is true. Whatever we're experiencing in life today and our businesses today is a result of maybe the things that we didn't do or didn't do enough of. Or maybe we should have arranged our priorities a little bit differently. So if the end result, being able to see that clearly is the hope or the motivator, the thing that pulls us, right? It's the thing that, for example, a lot of people, you hear their stories about losing weight, losing a lot of weight and getting their lives back again. It was that clear-cut vision of them being able to go out, wear normal-fitting clothes again, be able to have a social life back again, be able to do things with friends. Those were That was the thing that was pulling them, not the negative pushing that you're 350 pounds or you're 400 pounds or the doctor told you that you'll never live past 35 if you don't immediately start losing some weight. It's the negative things or outcomes that are driving most people today, that are pushing most people today, and that's why so many people are unhappy. Being driven or pushed by negatives is no way to live your life. It's no different in the world of business. Now, if your child or someone else's child came to you discouraged or disheartened about their chances to succeed in life, what would you tell them? Would you say, oh, I hate to say this, but you know, you're probably right. You'll probably fail. But then again, most people do. No, you wouldn't do that. You would encourage them. You would give them hope and if possible, reasons why they should believe in themselves. And would that be lying to them? No, because people overcome obstacles all the time. And these people are those that maintain that attitude of hope and belief, no matter what's happening visibly in the world around them. So why wouldn't you take that advice for yourself? If you're struggling, ask yourself, what's really motivating you in August of 2022? Just take a moment and just do a little bit of introspection into your own life. In business, be honest with yourself. More often than not right now, are you running from things you don't want to happen or are you focused on running towards something that you really want, something that you really want to happen? I believe that the clearer the picture is for most people, the more powerful the motivational force. In other words, if you're sitting around alone all the time and you're not out there, you're not in life, you're not living your life because, let's just say for this instance, you weigh 375, 400 pounds and you can't move. You can't walk without your back hurting, your knees hurting. You can barely get in and out of a car. People stare at you. If you were in that kind of situation, I'm, thank God, I'm, I guess most of you aren't in a situation that bad. But if we relate this to business, you may have a business and that business is struggling and you're having trouble keeping your customers or clients happy and you find yourself second guessing whether or not you want to be doing this long term but you have to do what you're doing because the bills keep coming in, then you've been pushed by that, by all of those negative things for so long that it's actually become normal for you. So I think that what's important to do is that, okay, you've been in your field for a while, you've been doing whatever trade it is that your business is built around, you have whatever skill set that you have, you have to start asking yourself, as you once did in the past, that if you could just take the lid off your hopes. If you could just put all restrictions aside for the sake of yourself, for the sake of the people around you, and dream big without restriction, what would you like your future life to be like? What would you like your life to look like three years from now or five years from now? 
you know, three years, even two years, a lot of things can change in a short period of time. They can change for the positive. They can change for the negative. But when you think about the skills that you currently have, the things that you're proficient in, the things that people are paying you for, the reason why you're as good as you are at those things right now is because you put the time in daily, day in and day out, week in and week out. You read, you experimented, you studied, you thought about it even when you weren't doing it. And you practiced whatever it is that you do. And you got better and better and better. And the result is where you are today, what you have today. Now, if you look back on the past, maybe, and the you of 2022 could go back to talk to the you of 2017, what would the present you tell the past you? What would you say? Would you say that you need to spend less time doing certain activities and more time doing others? Because in the future, this is what's going to be important. This is what's going to last. And this is what isn't going to be important, and this isn't what's going to last. So five years ago, let me just grab 2017 as an example of this. If you could go back to 2017 in a time machine and tell the 2017 version of you, this is what you need to focus on for the next two or three years, what would you tell yourself? In light of having lived it already, in light of the experiences that you've already had, What would you tell yourself you need to focus on more and what you need to focus on less? One of the things I find about motivation is this, is that everything that, and maybe you can ask yourself the same question, every habit that you have, that habit didn't start out as an overwhelming force in your life. Let's talk about negative habits for a minute. Isn't it true that you usually pick up a habit gradually and then do it over again and again and again? I'm not even talking about like horrific habits like alcoholism or something like that. I'm just talking about maybe just little habits that you have. There's things that you do around the house maybe that don't make any sense to anybody but you. That's just an example of a personal habit. But we also have habits that carry over into our business lives as well, like how we're spending our time and what we're doing. And you know, when I think about this, some of these little habits that we have, they really do help us. And some of them hold us back or they slow us down. Sometimes people get so busy putting out immediate fires in their daily lives, things they have to deal with, things that maybe by the end of the day, I know I had several of those things today myself, and at the end of the time and dealing with all these little things, you don't really feel like you have very much creative energy left, and it's that creative energy, the thing that gives you that get up and go or enthusiasm that helps you build the very things that will ultimately transform your business and by extension, your life. Now, you can learn to recognize and overcome some of the common issues that a lot of people face. For example, sometimes you just feel like you're stuck. You can't think something through. It's just not working out the way you want it to. It's not looking right. It's not sounding right. Then there's nothing to stop you from outsourcing. Find someone who is an expert in that. And not every expert charges a fortune. I know that was one of the excuses that I used in the past because I like to control what I was doing. But I learned that even as a solopreneur, if I'm not going to hire someone full time, which is fine, which is really having the best of both worlds, having other people come in to help you temporarily, and then you're back to being the captain of the ship again, not having to rely on keeping everybody happy. But another thing is getting distracted. If you're getting distracted all the time, focus on 
why you want to achieve it, what is the motivation behind it. Or if that doesn't work, get an accountability partner. Or again, outsource, give it to someone else. If you just can't get the wording and something right, have somebody else write it. If you can't get the photo to look the way you want it to, go to one of those services like Shutterstock or Deposit Photos or find someone local and get some prices. Maybe it won't cost as much as you think it will. Get examples of the work they've already done. In some cases, you may find that you have pockets of time where you can just jump in there and do the work. I know a lot of people tell me that they have to get their most important tasks done by a certain time in the morning because the rest of the day is too hectic, but they realize that. If your day is hectic and there's nothing you can do about it, then you already know that you're limited in your options. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Maybe you go to bed early, you get up early, and there's a quiet time in the morning where you're going to be able to get the most important things done. Other people struggle with things like perfectionism. You know, nothing is perfect. And I know for myself, that was one of those things that caused me to procrastinate if something didn't look good enough. So what I do is I run things through, especially the things that I write, because I do a lot of writing. I write it as it's coming out of my mind. I put it down on paper. I do a rewrite, and then I do another rewrite. And sooner or later, two rewrites, three at the very most. And what I mean by rewrites, not rewriting the whole thing, but maybe making a sentence sound better or removing a word. And I use Grammarly. It's a free tool. It's helped me a lot since if I compare before I started using that tool to after. Spell checkers, of course, it makes spelling mistakes all the time. But in other words, find tools that will help you and aim for, I would say, instead of perfect, decent quality. I always say 85%. If you're 85% happy with something, you should put it out there. And it depends on your personality. Some of you, if not, it's 90%, right? But uh, procrastinating, let's talk about that a little bit. A lot of times procrastination is just another form of fear. It's another form of worry, another form of being overly concerned. Why are you worried? Are you worried it doesn't look right, sound right, work right? Again, you can get some people from the outside to come in to temporarily help you. And even if you can't hire an expert, maybe there's somebody who's somewhere between your skill level and maybe they're not an expert, but maybe they're good enough. Sometimes you have to talk to other people about what you're doing. So that way, as I said, having an accountability partner, that might be the thing that helps you. You have to recognize that each of us are different. Maybe what's motivating me is not going to motivate you. But on the other side, there are things that we most definitely have in common. For example, in the real world, very few people can make drastic changes and stick with them. And those who do, who just do a 180 degree turn, usually don't have to struggle or dig up the reasons why they should be motivated. In other words, they're already at the point that they've pushed past that. And off the top of my head, I can only think of a few times in my life where I did a complete turnaround. And I have to attribute that to God because my willpower under normal conditions isn't really anything to brag about. So I believe I had help in making those turnarounds the drastic ones I'm talking about, where I went from being one way or thinking one way or doing one thing on one day to doing something completely different, something better, and having the confidence to do that. Most of the time, and most people under most circumstances, I believe change is normally a gradual process. Change for the better, and as well as change for worse. 
people don't just wake up and you're a total mess. It's usually a stair step situation down, just like it's a stair step situation up. And more often than not, I think the gradual changes, those are the kind of changes that last. Positive, gradual changes. Now, I don't know what it takes to motivate you. I do know that as a business owner, let me share this with you. On paper, you have the kind of potential before you to do things that most people won't. Why? Because they work for someone else. They're in a system. They're locked in a system. And I don't want to discourage anybody who's listening who's in that system. But part of the allure of working for yourself is you're sort of like the captain of your own destiny. Yeah, we all have constraints and time and money and effort, connections and things like that. But still, the possibilities before you compared to the possibilities of somebody who's just working for someone else or working in some kind of a system, you have quite a few more, you have more potential, let's say in that situation than just about any other. Let that sink in. Even if you can't see a way forward, the potential is there because you own your own business. Now, if I had the words that I could use to motivate you and push you to another level, I would gladly do it free of charge for you. But I believe it starts, and this is what I believe we all have in common, by changing how you think. I believe that every single person has a dreamer in them, even if it's been suppressed or beat down or covered by a landslide of bad attitude. I believe that you have to gradually, possibly relearn how to think bigger. I would say think big. I know some of you might not be as receptive to that as me putting it this way. Learn how to think bigger than you're currently thinking instead of smaller. Learn how to see possibilities again instead of focusing or hyper-focusing on what you can't do. And I believe that is the first step in changing things. And for a lot of people, I believe that may be the only step. You know, it's like the first domino to fall. And it's the critical domino because all the other dominoes will trigger everything else. I mean, the human body is an incredible thing. I just had lunch and I just finished eating and my whole digestive system is working without me having to focus on it. I believe that as you begin to learn how to think bigger, that if you're an adult, at least, you know, you'll, you already have the experience to know that you're not going to succeed by sitting on the couch all day, eating ice cream and watching movies. You know, nothing gets done, but you already know that. You already have uh, invested in yourself. You already have some skills. You already have some tools. You already have some customers or some clients. Now, imagine the future you. I, I think that's what you really need. This is the thinking is like the spark. The learning how to rethink is the spark, is the initial fuel to get you going, and that's what you need, and that's what will keep you going. Imagine the future you of 2024. Step into a time machine and see the new you two years from now. Imagine you're wearing nicer clothes. You're driving a newer or nicer car. Everything around your house that needs to be repaired or fixed has been repaired and fixed, and you have money left over in the bank. In other words, you don't have to see yourself as wealthy like a millionaire or anything like that, but money is no longer a concern. If images like that filled your thought life, many of you would be a different person today. Let me say that again. If images like I just described, the future you in a better place, if you dwelled on that today, 
I believe a lot of you would be a different person than you currently are. I believe that future version of you would probably be doing things differently than the current version of you. That version would have their systems in place and their business. That version would probably have outsourced the things that you, the current version, still think you can do on your own. That future version of you would be charging more probably than the current version of you and be more confident in doing so. And just like the version of you who decided to start a business way back when, it all started with what? You began to change your way of thinking and you did something that you have never done before. You started a business. Remember the very first step that you took from working for someone else to taking that step and working for yourself and creating something for yourself? You started a business. Now time may have gone by, maybe years, and you're a different person, but I think that's a positive. That's a good thing. And I think that you can reignite that spark and take things to the next level. Even if it's just one step at a time, I believe it's possible for you. I believe it's possible for anyone. All right, that's about all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them or send them directly to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. All the back episodes can be found there as well. It's your sharing of this podcast that's enabled it to grow. And it's your sharing, whether you're sharing the specific episode link or the general link to the podcast, you really have helped me reach people that would otherwise be very difficult to read. So I really appreciate you doing that. Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you later.